Hey everyone, Schnickerman here. I'm a big fan of Final Fantasy as a franchise. I like RPGs, and I've always been interested in playing all the different games in the series. So when I got around to looking at Final Fantasy XIV, I've heard from a lot of my friends that this game is really solid. There's still a really good story here. I've always been interested in trying it, but I'm just not really into MMOs. So in this episode of the Gaming with Passion podcast, going to be joined by my good friend Ice Cold Queen as she talks about Final Fantasy XIV, what it has to offer, and I'm hoping that this video can help people who are on the fence like myself just figure out whether we think we want to give this game a try, what we can do with it, how we can kind of get the best experience possible out of it. And I had a really good conversation with Ice Cold Queen. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself and where people can find you if they want to check you out after this podcast. Most of my content is usually on Twitch, so if you want to see more of Final Fantasy, you can always see us at www.twitch.tv slash icecoldqueen. The topic for today's podcast is going to be... You know, it's a new year, 2022. Final Fantasy XIV remains to be one of the top MMORPGs that people are enjoying. It represents kind of a different take on the classic MMO style. Today, we're going to talk about Ice Cold Queen's perspective as well as mine. My background with Final Fantasy is that I've played a good portion of the games in the main series and some spinoffs. I'm a really big fan of the lore, and basically everyone I talk to, whoever played Final Fantasy XIV, always recommends that I get into it for the lore, if nothing else. And your background with Final Fantasy is? Um, I have very limited background with Final Fantasy XIV, or just in general Final Fantasy, because I didn't get access to it because I never had PlayStation. So I only very, very like minimally touched seven as well as like the fit newer 15. So going into 14, I had very minimal, like whatever you can like look up kind of about people. Like I knew like, like Titus and Yuna and stuff like that, but nothing in terms of big lore that I know about the game. I guess let's start with the aspect of, I mean, I guess we can start on story since that's kind of what we're already talking about. You know, from my very limited knowledge of the game, like I said, the lore is kind of always something that gets brought up. But, you know, from your perspective, when you start the game, you know, where do you kind of like drop in story wise? It just starts with a brand new story and you learn about the characters or how does that really work? Um, To me, you kind of start off as just, I'd say a mercenary, kind of just on a ship or on a, a carriage, kind of just kind of. It always to me it reminds me of like a Skyrim start you're just thrown into it and then you start at your respective you know starting uh, location whichever one main big city you choose and uh you just thrown in and, and pretty much you start picking up like odd odds and ends and kind of work your way into the role you're supposed to play uh in the main story so kind of how you start you start with no real big lore story about yourself you pick that up along the way and all the races, like let's say, for example, if you were to start off of one race or a different race, does the kind of intro story different, but then at a certain point it kind of integrates with the main story or? Um, Race-wise, not so much. They have a little bit of it, but it's more about what class or what job role oh, you okay. pick. And that will, deter- that will determine where you start and what part of the, the storyline does it like suck you into. Because eventually you visit all big main cities um, at the start of your journey like in a realm reborn so the first expansion you will visit all of them but where you start kind of shapes your path on which like most people will either be either like limsa people or gridania or olda which are the three big cities you start in so you kind of you'll shape your path or your at least your mental image of where you're at based on where you start 
at least from my perspective, because I started off in Limsa, so I always go based off my start there. But people who started off in the other path see a little bit differently. But at the end, I think in the end, you still get to see the other sides, but where you start kind of shapes how you go. Okay, so that's interesting. So potentially if you kind of chose three different, what did you say, classes that all had different starting areas, you might get a slightly different experience? Correct. Okay, so that's interesting for people who really want to follow the story all the way through. So I guess going with that, do you want to talk a little bit about, do you know all the classes off your top of your head and just name them off so we can kind of... Based off right now with new expansions and everything I've added, there are four tanks classes, so four tank roles, Paladin, Warrior, Dark Knight, and Gunbreaker. Then we have four healing roles because they added a new one, so now we're White Mage, Scholar, Astrologian, and Sage. We have DPS split into two, about three sets. We're in melee DPS, physical range DPS, and magic range DPS. So each of them are subcategorized that way. So you have under melee uh, DPS, you have monk, dragoon, ninja, samurai, and reaper. Under physical range DPS, we have bard, machinist, and dancer. And under magical range DPS, we have black mage, summoner, red mage, and then there's a limited job called blue mage, kind of like a meme job, but... Why is it like a limited job? Like, what does that mean? So it's one of the only jobs they have right now as a limited job, and it's because it doesn't have anything to do with the story honestly it's just a a job for you to like get achievements with in a sense stick around with and it doesn't make i guess keep with the main cap that we have for the uh, leveling cap it's always like 10 or 20 below right now it's 20 below because they haven't up graded it for the new ca- uh, level cap raise but to explain blue mage on a quick note it's just pretty much a storyline where you're getting spells you're not supposed to be able to get as a mage it's just there for fun it's something they created for people to do who had done everything already oh really okay that makes sense no and it it's cool too because it follows final fantasy lore because blue mage is always basically like they they use spells but they only use spells that they've learned from enemies yeah, it's exactly the same scenario. It's awesome. From listening to you explain them, what's cool about it is, I mean, they have basically all the classes or jobs from, you know, almost any other Final Fantasy game, plus like a few extra. So that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. I know there are certain ones that like appeal to me just based off of like what I would envision from the other games. Like I would be like, I want to do Dragoon or something like that. But yeah, I mean, there's a ton. There's way more than I ever expected to. I think Gunbreaker is like specifically from Final Fantasy X too, but um, so that's pretty awesome. I, I guess let's start also with, you know, now we've kind of talked about, you know, we have a very rich story. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit maybe about how that story is expressed. I mean, I know from watching your stream that there are a good amount of cutscenes. Would you say that this is an MMO that is a lot more cutscene heavy than pretty much any other one? Is that fair to say? Um, yes, certain parts, especially early on, I think they do do a lot of cutscenes, but not so many of them are voiced early expansions. As you get into the later, newer expansions, a lot more voice stuff, obviously a lot more changes in the story based on like, just in terms of just listening and storytelling, it's gotten better. So I know a lot of people have a hard time with the first expansion with A Realm Reborn because uh, it is just, it's slow. Because they're building your story, they're building the lore. And so it's like, they throw you with a lot of stuff. And if you're like, I want to get to the main meat, I want to get to this, I want to get to action, you ain't going to see that until probably post 
Evans Ward, but a lot of people like different pieces. So it appeals to different people. Sometimes I say, like, if you're getting into it and you don't like the start of the story, just you got to let it get to you. Something will catch you that you'll be like, now this I can get into. And you just follow it through. So it's heavy on the on the cutscenes, but some people don't watch them and they still enjoy the, the game. You can go through it without seeing like the big cutscenes because I have a lot of people who play it that way but it's like I said it's a game that you play to your liking right so like if you really aren't into the lore and you just want to play the game for what it is you're not really missing out on too much if you decide to just skip cutscenes yeah because you you get a you get like a gist of what's going on without the major cutscenes as well and even if you don't want to watch it at that moment in time because you're like I need to get through this because I got to do xyz or I need to get into this raid uh you can always go watch it back because there's a playback feature in here a little in that you can go back and watch all the old cutscenes. oh that's nice too okay i guess my next part is kind of a transitionary question off of that which is you know let's say i start playing and the only thing i'm actually interested in the game is the story you know how difficult would it be how many hours would i really have to put in if i just wanted to experience the story and not really you know any of the end game content or any of the dungeons or anything like that um base story is not too bad at least the starting there's a lot of side quests and side dungeons you don't have to do and it's one of those mmos for those that let's say do do mmos where you pick up every single quest wherever location you are because i'm that type i used to be that mmo person that would walk into a, a zone and see all those exclamation points and be like i gotta pick up every single thing <laughs> if you're just doing main story you don't have to do that you just have to pick up there's a specific indicator saying that this is main story you only have to go with that indicator and run with that because the main story at least after you know multi expansions has now given enough experience that you can run with that main story and level one whole character to over level currently storyline like you could be for example you're at a quest line of 25 but your character will have so much experience already just by doing main scenario that they would already be at 27 28 because it's just so much they've boosted the xp over time yeah that's really good to hear because that's exactly what i was going to say is if you were interested in only the main story and if you're only doing that would you even be able to or would you have to grind so that's that's really good to hear that means that they kind of designed it around the main story over time which is cool there are ways that let's say you do hit a hump or if you decide that you want to switch a character like you started with let's say the dragoon class and you didn't end up liking it and you wanted to switch to another class you'd have to wait till about level 10 to be able to make that switch but once you make the, the level 10 cap with one character you can do any job right so you would be able to make that switch so you would have to catch up a little bit of xp but they have things like fate and like open world areas that would like you can boost that xp real quick to catch up so there are ways to get on around that and each job has their own role quest line so it's like specific only to dagoon so you could do that as well to supplement any xp losses that you're having oh that's really nice as well i mean stuff has come a long way the only mmos i really played is like i played a little bit of wow like burning crusade time and then i played like a little bit of guild wars too so i'm pretty much completely out of the loop so that's cool it's just gonna say like for those that don't play it or it's for both characters but both type of people those who've played mmos all their life or those who've never played an mmo you're gonna have your own experiences but it's for both of you like it's not something that you should run away if you've never played an mmo you should definitely try it like i said it's some people may like it some people may not like end up staying with it but at the end of the day it's like it's still an experience that you should try for that regard my two cents <laughs> yeah i mean i've gotten to the point where now square enix does so much 
including Final Fantasy XIV and like everything related to Final Fantasy that I'm even just interested in the characters because like here's an example it's like I got this statue as a reward from Square Enix's website and it's of like a Final Fantasy XIV character and I have no idea who it is it looks badass but it's like I just want to know who it is so that's why I kept asking you as well like I've been asking everybody I know who plays it I was like how difficult would it be for me to just like pick one job play through the main story at least get some understanding even if I don't have a blast with it just like put in the time play it and then you know if I get bored of it so be it but at least I know some of the characters and some of the storyline it's totally doable you don't have to know anything I went in there blind and I played a majority of the first three expansions by myself like so main base story plus the two expansions I played mainly by myself and I I enjoyed the heck out of it it wasn't until Shadowbringers that I start like actually playing with multiple people and then doing raiding and everything like that where you start thinking about if you want to do end game or not or high level content but it's like you can play the main story and you can still enjoy other aspects of the game solo so it's not really i think it's still it's doable okay that's that's awesome to hear for sure my next question is which this might be a difficult question so let's see how you answer it but your your experience of the series is limited but are you aware of any like cool features that 14 has that would be interesting more specifically to people that have quite a history with the franchise. Squeenix is really good about putting little tidbits here and there for their loyal fans. So there are little indicators or little points in the game that you're going to be like, oh, this is a reference from XYZ, or this is a reference from 10, or this is a reference from here. They love doing that because they know people that have been with them will appreciate it. And those who don't and hear about it will be like, oh, let me go look at xyz and see how that connects i did that if someone was like oh do you know did you get that reference i'm like no idea what this reference is (laughs) so i'm like google my best friend and we looked it up and i was like oh i get it now it makes sense they they do like that yeah that's kind of cool too because for you that like gives you an avenue to like experience the moments from the franchise that you might not have been familiar with that's that's awesome okay so i gotta ask this and you know I ask everybody this. Did you know that the game Triple Triad is not originally from Final Fantasy XIV? Have you ever played it in Final Fantasy XIV? I have played it in Final Fantasy XIV. I've heard it is not from, originally, from Final Fantasy XIV. I still hate it. (laughs) But... Isn't there, um, I think somebody told me, isn't there, like, a questline or something that you, like, have to play it or something? Or is that not right? Uh, no, they have you do, I think, one, just to kind of introduce, like, in a sense, when you go to, in, spoiler, hashtag spoiler, you go to, like, the place in there that's called the Gold Saucer, so you learn all the different mini games they have in there, so they require you to just see the game, and they'll be like, you can play it, and they don't actually force you, I don't believe, if I recall, to play the game, but they do tell you about it, and, like, they have you do all the different mini games. Uh, in the saucer so i think that if you don't want to have to do the that quest line just being able to just go speak with each person you have to at least see it i don't think they force you to play a game though so okay so you you had me at the fact that the golden saucer exists in the game now i'm downloading this game (laughs) that's all you needed he needed the saucer okay because again let's talk from my perspective for a second so it's like i have friends that are big fans of the series who will tell me over time they're always like hey you should really play this the story is awesome you know you can just play the story blah 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 you know i also heard that you know there are elements of like every game's story within it right aren't there like some side quests that will cover like specifically certain games or am i is that right or no 
uh, like I said, they do point to that. Like some certain areas will like reference specifically things that happened in like seven, or you know, you'll you'll meet a character that you're like, wait, this guy really reminds me of the characters from here. So it's kind of like they they do like try to pull from other. I would say in this time and the other universes and in my eyes right so the way they pull that and the same with they have like crossover events uh like they did with the big one with 15 that everybody likes so they did bring in ah okay so like a big crossover i think also like some of the raid bosses are sometimes like isn't there a train raid boss there's a lot of raid bosses that you're gonna be like yo this this raid boss looks very familiar for those that right you're like oh this is almost a boss from another game identically okay cool yeah so that that excites me as well because i don't know just just experiencing older stuff in a new way even if i don't know what i'm doing would be fun and then with that too the way that they played it is like it's an alternate or parallel to certain timelines the way someone sees like a raid boss in theirs may not be a raid boss with us and vice versa so we might have the raid boss but in their world it's like a you know a friendly thing or like a god wait what how does that work the way they translated it in terms of i guess the way like because it showed out really prominently for me in 15's crossover that the way they see a certain you know raid boss in our world is not how it's portrayed in their world. And it's kind of like, oh, that's an interesting take that they see them in that light and we see them here in this. But what makes that transition is what you want to learn. Like, hmm, why did that happen? And, you know. So, like, the characters of the game saw that boss in a different light than the characters of 14 see that character? Correct. Okay. Because they, they have a line that he's like, wait, why is XYZ doing this here? Like, this doesn't make, like, what? And you're going, huh? Wait, hold on. How do you see them? Oh. And it's kind of like, uh. Whoa. The way they parallel it, it's kind of like, oh, mind. <laughs> okay, that, that, that intrigues me as well. That's pretty cool. So let's now transition a little away from the story because we don't want to give away too much for people that might be interested in checking it out myself included i'm selfish you know yeah but let's let's talk from like you know like a gaming perspective and you touched on it a little bit but i would say like what are your favorite elements of 14 like what what drew drew you in initially what keeps you playing all that kind of stuff majority that got me into the game originally is because i used to watch um a fellow streamer play it a lot and i i had no idea you know about story obviously or what they were doing but they were doing raids and for me a multitude of people 24 man raid sounds wild right yeah for my MMO life, I've always done the four man into a dungeon type of situation. So big raids are only thought of to me as PVP raid. So for me to have like, oh, you're for like 24 people working to get through this huge dungeon, quote unquote, that's awesome. And then of course, I am a huge Nier fan. So there is a crossover with Nier Automata in terms of people who, you know, if you want another little tidbit to get in the game. So I watched that raid. I had no idea. Of course, I spoilered myself to the last raid. Uh, not the most recent one, but the, the middle one. And so, but I that would drew me in because I was like, this is so cool. Like, I want to be able to do this. And then someone was like, why don't you just do it? There is a free trial. Give it a shot. You don't like it? You know, you move on. And I was like, what do I need to do to get to where you're at? And they're like, well, you need to be oh, almost at content. I'm like, okay. But I would say, I gave it to myself, let's start it see where we end up kind of how i went in with it to point to your question <laughs> for me it's the rating and it's just the, the storytelling i love the story i watch i'm the one person that will always watch the cutscene, even if it's not voiced i will watch it 
<laughs> yeah, and I think that's what I would do as well. I, I guess um, I think it's inconsistent, but we want to tell the people like how do they have smaller updates that aren't like the expansions? Are they constantly updating like story or is it just like the expansions or the story increases and then the other updates? They will release patches and that's usually what they consider. So if we go based on timeline, so they started with a Realm Reborn and then before they started their Heavenwards expansion, there is a post that the, what they call post Realm Reborn, which is like probably like 50 or 60 quests in between the big expansion packs. So they do that post expansions to kind of keep people and or to keep slowly adding content like even when they released this newest patch of endwalker they gave us the main story which i'm still not finished with but they've already added like the next raid set the next a little bit tidbit of story kind of just keep you and like the post credits kind of feel so they do that in between expansions to kind of like buffer For those that like finish the expansion, they're like, oh, now what do I do? So they're like, oh, okay, you're look forward to this, this, and this. So they do add things. Uh, for those starting like from the beginning, it's not going to make much of a difference because you're still just you're just going to power have to power through all of it. Whereas those that were in timeline during that time were like waiting for the next thing and they wanted that content. So they do have mini patches in between. Um, that you for you it's just considered a post expansion series. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking because, yeah, my question was kind of like, you know, if people are really into the story and yada, 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 and that's what's keeping them playing, you know, how long do they have to wait between expansions? Is there anything in the middle? So I guess if we look at the old expansions, like how far apart are they, like a few years or something, I would assume? I would assume. I don't exactly know for how much. Okay, looks like two years almost exactly for all the expansions. That makes about sense because the time, like the quest line between is like 50 quests and those aren't anything like super story related there will be little like where they start pulling you in a direction that they want to take you for the next expansion they're usually either i.e fetch quests or just point a to point b quests just kind of filling the space but keeping people like pulling them along like you know keep coming we're gonna get you there just gonna take 50 quests but we'll get you there that's i know posts kind of like really bug people because you just want to add things i need to start the next expansion but at the time they were they they were needed for just keeping people engaged that, that's a grain of salt that you have to understand that you're coming at it from the after expect for those who are there there they liked that because there was like a little tidbit for them to look forward to or us is just a dredge right now so they made it better i know that they have heard that from from people who've played the game since launch day uh that they have made those quest lines better and especially the X xp has helped that as well but something that you can't really they can't change and you have to do so yeah there's certain things that go with games that are built like that but it seems like they do a pretty good job so i mean and honestly two years for an expansion doesn't seem too bad i think it's pretty standard and you with all the content that comes with it the next thing i wanted to talk about i, I guess two things but one thing do they call the different types of people races in this game is it races or I, i think it is they do call them races okay so my question as a you know kind of more mmo noob is does this game have what like wow has for example where every race has like a passive bonus or active bonus or anything like that or is it pretty much just aesthetics only and like where you start potentially or who you interact with or um i think it's mainly based on you might um you might get base stats um that might change depending on your race like your strengths or your vitalities um will differ based on what class you start with or i'm sorry what race you start with so 
like like say maybe if you choose the cats, the Makotes in this case, you might have a little bit more intelligence than if you went with a Highlander in the hero or the, or the human class. Of course, there's size differences that are locked to certain races. You can have the super tall, you know, max, you know, six foot ten Elizins, or you can have the small, tiny Lalafels whose max are about three you know, three foot two. So it's kind of like each of them have their little, there isn't really any passives that I do recall that come across based on your class. It's mainly just base stats where you start. And that may change where you want to, job role you want to go into where that might, you know, help you boost you if you want. Most people, if you're not getting into like the real logistics of your races or your classes, will just want to play for which style or which look they like the best. That makes sense. I think majority of games are going that way now, but it's worth a mention because, you know, I just know the you know the rich lore of final fantasy and i didn't know if they wanted to take kind of like lore elements and translate them into like benefits of certain races or anything like that they do talk about the lore they just tell you about their lore and stuff but they don't really make it anything that could be a benefit or a detriment depending they just switch kind of like a small adjustment in your base stat that it's kind of like oh, okay if i want to go based on more of a magic class and i have a little bit more intelligence that might right. overall help me that later on i'm not you know having to do that in terms of like supplementing gear but i mean that that's something that really doesn't make much of a difference to most people yeah that makes sense i guess the next few questions and probably like towards the last few questions that we have is i kind of want to make sure i gear it more towards like beginners so like myself for example so let's say like right after this i'm downloading the game right Mm -hmm. you know as a new player and a player who doesn't have much experience with mmos and just wants to experience the story like is there a certain job that i should tend to gravitate towards that is you know i don't want to say easier but just like more straightforward so that i can level easier and go through the story easier like what would be your recommendation for that scenario well since like majority of their classes like their starting classes are different than their ending job you're locked when you start to only certain jobs that are the i would say the aroma born starts so what are those or like what are a few examples so the way they started is your um of course they have like this weird job name transition so it kind of confuses people but i'll talk to them in their starting name and to their like what they eventually become that we went over earlier so a you can have the job race of gladiator which eventually becomes paladin uh then you have a job rate that's called marauder which eventually becomes the warrior tank then you have a pugilist will be become the monk at the end uh the lancer will be the one that transitions into dragoon you have rogue that transitions into the ninja dps class you have archer that started that will eventually become the bard range dps you have thaumaturge which will eventually transition into black mage conjurer which will become the white mage and then Arcanist is one of the special ones to start. It will transition into two. It'll split, actually. Uh, Once you get to 30, it will split into either the Summoner Range DPS class or the Scholar Healing class. So it's each of them have a kind of an interesting starting phase but um the way they started it originally is they didn't give you your i guess your main job until you at least hit level 30 mm. so with those classes you'll stay like let's say if you went with the wanting to eventually be a paladin you would start with gladiator until you were level 30 where you would get your transition job change into a paladin um you go based on what the story is for the paladin at that time when you go back to what class i think you would go obviously it's based on what type of mmo character you play 
Are you a tank, a DPS, or a healer? You have two options for healer. Of course, you've got the white mage and, and the uh, scholar. The You have a little bit more range on the DPSs that you can start with, and then only about two starter classes for tank. So it just really depends on where you want to jump into. I guess my question more focuses on, I, I don't know about this game, but I know that some MMOs are kind of notoriously more difficult for starting as a healer because it's just more difficult to do DPS and things like that. So do you think it would be more of a smart idea to just pick a DPS class if you're interested in just leveling and playing the story? Uh, yeah, you could start that way. Um, the, the one that most people might gravitate towards to who aren't really particular on their class is uh, Arcane because once you do get that split at level 30 you can flip back and forth between a dps and a healer because the weird thing that they decided to do with arcanist or the summoner class is that both of those classes will get xp at the same time so if you're playing on the summoner you will also get be getting xp for the scholar oh, nice. and vice versa so those two are linked so it's like those people who want to get a free you know max character they're going to get two for one deal with arcanist but you also have to be willing to play a, you know, ranged DPS class or a, you know, a healer class. So that's also a thing there. Also a pretty straightforward one that I've seen a lot of people do is Dragoon. It's pretty straightforward. So starting with Lancer. Sometimes Ninja for people seems really fun, but it gets kind of complicated. So that may mean if you're not into like a super complicated DPS. Same with Archer. Bard is pretty straightforward. Uh, I think out of the tanks that they give you to start, I say either Paladin is pretty good right now. Just depends on, like I said, your play style. If you're more of the protect protect to protect class it's gladiator but if you're more like ah carnage i need to like blood is my enemy and all that stuff then you're like more of a warrior class so it's kind of it's how you want to okay that, that's good info though because i think now i'm starting to figure out what i would choose which is i think i would probably go arcanist because i like summoners in the game so I mean, Paladin sounds fun, too. Like I said, you have the option that once you get to 30, you can always go... I'm sorry, 10. You can always, like, shop around a little bit. And you have the little the job quests and fates to just kind of test out your character. Because you can always pick up the job. You don't have to be leveling it at any time. And you can always go back to it. Because the way they transition it is you're depending on what arm or, you know, weapon you're holding. That you can switch classes on the same character. That's another thing about this MMO. Is that you don't have to make a whole new character yeah, that's awesome. for that job. It's just one character. And all you have to do is like you're pretty much changing your clothes and your weapon t between classes uh the next thing i guess we got to talk about is if somebody wanted to play this right now i i think that there's currently something where you can play free for like a certain amount of time do you know what the actual structure is right now I think right now, because of the success of Endwalker, right now the uh, free trial, if you already aren't part of the free trial, is kind of on hold. It's suspended just because of, I'd say, the amount of queues and about people playing Endwalker right now. They've paused it. But for those that do want it, there is the free trial. And the free trial usually goes all the way through Heaven's Ward expansion. And that's about a level 60 um, in terms of classes. And uh, you don't, it doesn't stop once you reach a one class of 60. It will stop once you reached all the way through the the second expansion so it'll give you a realm reborn a post realm reborn heaven's ward and post heaven's ward a lot of content yeah that's a ton of content for free basically right and it's for free it's just you're obviously you're limited to things like you can't use um 
what is it? Certain things like you can't use a market board for sales. You can't have a mailbox, have people send you stuff like things like that, where it's locked to like, you know, people abusing it or, you know, making free trials to like, you know, use XYZ. So it's pretty much locked for you to be able to play your content. Uh, you can, of course, join parties and stuff like that and have friends on your friends list. So you can play with your other friends who are, let's say, have the game. So that that is something that they changed because before it wasn't, you could not join parties. You would have to just randomly queue into things. But now they made it that you can at least join friends, which is which is nice. Yeah, that sounds pretty sweet, actually. So unfortunately, right now, because of, I guess, the, the hype of Endwalker, you can't do the free trial. But it is an option there that once it becomes available, it's something if you are looking forward to it, to trying it at least and not wanting to spend all the money uh, you can do. So now that, that free trial you're talking about is like, basically a membership that you're getting for free for a limited amount of time not yeah you would just be making an account you won't have have to because there is a subscription required also with final fantasy as with most mmos nowadays that you pay per monthly basis but with the free trial you're not um on that subscription until you decide to buy like instead when you're ready when you're ready or if you're willing to buy the next expansions you can and then therefore from that point on you would be subscribing that's a nice feature for those that just want to try it but don't have the financial funds to throw into a monthly subscription that is nice yeah that the free trial is there exactly exactly i'm very selfishly asking questions here (laughs) (laughs) this question i I don't know if you'll have any opinion on this uh, because i don't know if you have experience but you know some of the people that listen to the podcast and things like that have consoles do you know anything about the console version i i would assume that you know it's like most mmos on console is like kind of tedious to do certain activities just based off the amount of like button presses and everything that you have to do um they have a setup with their controller i guess the way the controller is set up um for console players you can even for those that play on pc can also play with the controller you can plug it in there is a feature where you can do keyboard versus controller for those that are more comfortable to the controller life there is an option but um for those that it might be a little i guess to start just being able to scroll through your your skills when you're used to mmos where you have like you know your your hot bar set up the controller hot bar is a little different it has to have you rotate through like with r and l rotate through like about you know eight different sets that you're gonna have to create but for those that i know that play with console it takes a little getting used to but once you've got it it's kind of like you'll remember that oh it's you know x skill is on like a uh, rotation two my l you'll you can get there so it's just you can it doesn't make it that much impact to me seeing a player play on a uh, controller because i have friends that play high level savage content on controller and i cannot tell the difference between them and a keyboard controller because they will probably be playing better than me sometimes so it just it just i don't think it makes a difference it just depends on what type of play style you prefer if you prefer a mouse and keyboard you can do that and same with the console if you play on the console versions of the game you can can also hook up a mouse and keyboard i do believe that you can do that and then have that set up but that i'm not you know i'm not familiar with but i know that you can do the vice versa that on pc you can hook your controller in because i did try that basically the takeaway from that is yeah i mean it can definitely be done might maybe like a little bit more intensive of a learning curve to use your character and everything but eventually you can get to where you want to be so that that's pretty promising yeah and there's plenty of like guides and reddits that are created for those that want to let's say what is the perfect hot bar for my white mage on console there are people that have already done it so and they will they put that content up that you can find it and either take that and tailor it to you or you know take that and then kind of like work with it with other ideas and like meld into your own so that's always a nice thing yeah the power of the internet again 
power of Google, the power of friends. So I think the last, at least this is the last question I have so far, I think is, you know, what advice would you give somebody as a new player in general, I guess, like, you know, tips and tricks, maybe tips for leveling, play with a friend, don't play with a friend, like what kind of stuff would you give to brand new players as advice? Um, I'd say for one, go and open-minded because it's not usually everybody goes in with like, this is what I think an MMO is. Well, yes, I thought of that too, but I come from many different MMOs. So always go in open-minded. Two tips and tricks of the trade. If you're starting with free trial, I would just say enjoy your content. Don't worry about XYZ materials because you really have to worry about space. And that's an issue for those that are on the free trial because you don't have access to like a storage. So don't worry about your items. You can always get those things later. Don't don't stress. If you're a hoarder, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that would probably be me. So thanks <laughs> it, thanks for directing gets, that one right you, at it, me. It gets it gets really a Jenga situation, and then you're you're min maxing on what you can and can't give up, which is fine. I had to do that for a while because I also I also did start free trial, and at the time that I started the free trial didn't go into Heaven's Ward. It was through a Realm Reborn. So they added up to sixty is very nice now. I I had it to 50 which was still great because uh, that's still a lot a lot of content and i didn't mind it because i was ready at 50 i was ready i was like give me the mu- let's let's get all these features i don't have yeah let me start paying you for some convenience let me pay you because this yeah <laughs> this, this content is worth it let's do it okay i'm ready and uh things for leveling like if you are running by fates and you're a level like even if you're close to the story i'd say jump in a fate spend two seconds in there killing some things and then go to the next one go back to your questing it's not a i like fates they can be annoying if you're trying to do a story and they pop up out of nowhere but can you can you take a minute and just explain fates a little bit because i don't even know what that is so of course you have the main cities and once you're outside the main cities you have zones in different areas around the city so when you're going through those other zones fates are just randomly spawned events that can happen they're usually based on a timer uh that are that they're going and so they will pop up based on if their timer is up or you know it's not something you can they're tracked now so you can track what time if you're looking for a specific fate some fates later on are special fates and do have exclusive minions or exclusive you know mounts that will drop from them or you know you get these like you get a couple of like uh, i guess like a piece drop that you need to get you know xyz they're based on a timer and they may pop up at any time if you're not you know, if you're not aware, uh, around. And usually they're level locked. So let's say you're higher level. Let's say you're running through a five zone and you're 10. The, MP- the you know, minions or the NPCs won't attack you. But if you're a level three running through that five zone, uh, they will probably attack you because they're higher level and they're usually aggro. So it's kind of like dependent if you see it and you're comfortable with jumping into that fate just to gain a little bit of XP because they do give, I think, quite a bit of XP for starting levels. You should do those. Even high level content, sometimes you get to a point that you just want to power level a character. Usually it's great to power level low level, level characters in like a specific zone and get those characters up to speed to where you are. If you want to, like I said, if you want to switch jobs, fates are the way to do it. Uh, I just remembered one other thing which I wanted to add, which I might end up just like editing in the middle somewhere because it more flows with some other stuff. But the the music of the game, do you listen to the music of the game? Is it good? Oh my god, yes. So I am a huge person that I love to listen to new expansion music because you know it just it the, the vibe is always based on that expansion's vibe, and so it's really nice to see. Um, of course, you get kind of bored of overhearing the same music in like cities and stuff sometimes, but once you go to a new zone, I 
always have the music on to check out what it sounds like. And there's always two types. There's a day music and a night music. That's really cool. And then, of course, there's battle music that always runs. And then each dungeon and raid that you go through also have their own musics attached to them. So it's really cool. I think I am a huge fan of soundtrack of this game. Like, it's really good. They did a great job. So I'm a fan of the music. That's exciting. I love Final Fantasy music. So how day and night track. That's that's special. I'm awesome. I'm, I'm excited to listen to that. I think that ends all I wanted to talk about. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast and talking to us. Of course. About Final Fantasy 14 stuff. I mean, I'm literally going to download this after this. Nice. I mean, I don't want to be like <laughs> that guy, but I, mean, I kind of. He's doing it. For me, I, he's dipping. Yeah, I'm doing it. I want to play Triple Triad. I want to go to the Golden Saucer. So I'm, I'm in just for that. Oh yeah, I get very, very uh, competitive with Triple Triad. If I'm like flying through a zone or running through a zone, I'll just look and be like, oh, Triple Triad. I'll stop everything I'm doing. If I'm in main story or whatever, I'm like, I gotta do that Triple Triad fight until I get that card. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's like addicting, right? And you're like, I, there's literally no reason for me to do this, but I'm gonna do it anyway because I feel like I have to. There is an achievement for getting all the cards. You get them out, but like. Ooh. That's a, that's a nice tidbit for those that want like our achievement hunters. Ooh, that's some alpha right there. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm down. So. You shouldn't have told me that. that <laughs> I gotta edit this out so I don't remember. <laughs> don't tell me that. Thanks everyone for watching. I had a really good discussion with Ice Cold Queen. I learned a lot. I know I'm gonna actually start playing this game a little bit to experience the story as well as Triple Triad. Be sure to follow this podcast on any podcasting platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Leave it a review. And if there are any topics you want to hear, uh, let me know. And until the next podcast, peace.